listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Look, I just flipped the switch. I don't know nobody else is doing this. Body start to drop. Hey, hit the flow. Now they want to know me since I hit the top. This a rolly, not a stop. Why shit don't ever stop? This the flow that got the block hot. Shit is super hot. Hey, give me that respect. Give me my respect. I just took it left like I'm ambidex. Bitch, I moved through London with the Euro step. Gotta sneak a deal and I ain't break a sweat. Catch me cause I'm going out of here. Out of here, then I'm gone. How I'm gonna go 62 to like I'm LeBron. Step, serving up a pack. Serving up a pack. Niggas pulling gimmicks cause they scared to rap. Funny how they shook. Hey, got these niggas shook. Pulling back the curtain by myself. Take a look. Hey, I'm a bar spitter. I'm a hard hitter. Yeah, I'm light skinned, but I'm still a dark nigga. I'm a wig splitter. I'm a tall figure. I'm a forgiving wild ass dog nigga. Something wrong with him. Got him all bitter. I'm a bill printer. I'm a grave digger. Yeah, I am what I am. I don't want no time for no misunderstandings again, nigga. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen we are live on a saturday with your feedback that's right we're gonna talk about the uh five star reviews we get talk about emails we're gonna talk about uh we got no voicemails this week um we'll talk about um your comments you left on the website and we'll give uh all the props to the people who took the time out to donate to the show mm-hmm. the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme donators Depression and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. New day, new money. Let's talk about the people that hooked us up. Cal K, thank you so much for the recurring donation. Yes. Damian Jackson, Ooh, I, I am for real. real. Rodney, my brother, thanks, little bro. Mm-hmm. Celeste M, thank you. Joy M, no relation, appreciate you. Autumn W, thank you so much. Bambi H, we appreciate you. Aisha Y, thank you so much. Kevin W, appreciate you. Kimberly, uh, oh, our girl Falcons Diva, thank you so much, Falcons yes. Diva. Donna N, thank you so much, Donna. Mm-hmm. Pamela AB, appreciate you. Uh, Jason F, thank you so much. Yes. Harold W, thank you. Derek W, uh, thank you as well. No relations? No relations. Okay. Felicity F, thank you. Mm-hmm. No LW, thank you. B Coleman, thank you so much. Yes. Grace N, we appreciate you. We do. Linwood C, thank you so much, Linwood. Kevin R, we appreciate you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is everybody. So thank you so much, guys. Now everything gonna be perfect, but it still don't mean today don't have purpose. Come on, today's a new day. But there is no sunshine. Oh, this is the earliest we ever got. That's the fastest we ever got done. I didn't remember if I heard this part of the song before. You too busy talking over it? Yeah, I'm, normally I'll be still naming names. Uh, but it's a short week, so we got short, uh, yeah, short money. So. It, it was a short week. The power went out. Mm-hmm. The power went out in the building fund. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of people wasn't donating. They talk a good game, but they wasn't putting in on this. So. Right uh but thank you everybody that did take the time out to donate we know there's plenty of things that are plenty of good causes that people support all the time mm-hmm. and uh we appreciate everybody who uh is taking the time out to support us as well 
yes um all right let's get into we got one five-star review on itunes uh none on stitcher this week uh this is from gruten 88 who says rod and karen five stars i've been listening to this podcast for years and spreading the gospel of rod and karen every chance i get tvgwt is like a tall glass of water from that jug in your grandmother's fridge uh superb thank you thank you and you know you gotta go in your grandmama fridge you gotta be careful you can't go in there when she sleep or too late at night because my yeah. grandma used to could hear the fridge open all the way from the back room <laughs> no matter how late you go it'd be three in the morning she gets close my goddamn refrigerator you're like oh how did she even know <laughs> i was i thought i was suspended from the ceiling like tom cruise Mm-mm. she could hear it uh all right let's go to uh the comments on the website 1731 edify yourself was our feedback episode we did get a couple of comments from a couple of listeners and we appreciate y'all to do that we do easy way to leave a comment go to the black all over the site we post a we post a link for every episode the show art is there and you can just leave comments jerry j says thank you for opening up the dialogue about redefining gender roles sometimes we need to hit that reset that reset button when things go awry thanks again for putting this topic on the table no doubt no doubt thank you seems like it's just been coming up a lot lately and just the stuff i've been looking at and seeing or maybe it's just the way i'm seeing the world lately but there's just so much stuff where it's like this doesn't have to be as bad as it is but a lot of the damage is just societal yeah and people pick those those women men roles and just i mean it's, it's just stupid in my yeah. opinion like a lot of the arguments that we see they constantly come up to be told because it because of insecurities and when you say that everybody thinks insecurity is always a bad thing insecurity ain't always a bad thing insecurity is knowing yourself right you know so you know yourself and so you know these certain topics make you feel a certain way which is fine but it's one of those things where for some people every time it comes up they rehash that insecurity and put it on the timeline like the shit is brand new no you know uh it ain't new to none of us and whatever it is most of us has felt it in some way shape form or fashion particularly if you're straight when it comes from hurt and pain from the opposite sex tanya w42 says hi rod and karen it was so funny when rod mentioned the mayonnaise ice cream i made the exact same sound as karen pure revulsion <laughs> nasty <laughs> um I purchased the book of the month as soon as it was introduced and after i lost the chat uh giveaway uh chat room giveaway but come on 99 cents is doable i knew it would be ratchet but i wasn't prepared for how ratchet but i am committed i think i'm at least 25 percent in i have to see how this ends looking forward to the book club review oh for sure mm-hmm. yep we still reading through it also i recently went to a very special comedy show and panel discussion entitled sisters of comedy at the schomburg center in new york city sisters of comedy is a series agunda agunda okayo um has curated to feature women of color in comedy shows primarily at caroline's comedy club in new york city but this night was so special what got me there was my girl yamanika who is just completely amazing but let me talk about the venue first the schomburg is located in harlem and is part of the new york public library group of libraries but they always have exhibits there uh you can visit at any time similar to museums and many events this was the first time i went there i admit i felt a little weird at first as i was the only white person i could see uh, only because i have pretty much never experienced that in my life yeah welcome to the club buddy that's how it is man you just show up and you're like i think i'm the only black person in here i uh, hope uh hope i'm not on the menu you know right 
i admit that there was a point during karen's retelling of her wonderful jamaica vacation where she said something like and i'm paraphrasing if i get it wrong please correct me it was so good not to have to deal with white people for a week it was i was a little butthurt immediately but within minutes i realized what you meant you don't have to code switch you don't have to worry about becky getting mad and calling 911 just to start i really wish i was exaggerating but this is america yeah man i, I mean look um like i can't even really apologize for it because i don't feel sorry about it but we get so few chances as black people to be in situations where we're just free to be ourselves Mm -hmm. you know this podcast is kind of one of them you know for a lot of people that's why we resonate with people where they're like i'm in minnesota and there's no other black people but you guys make me feel sane y'all feel like friends in my head y'all um because 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 a lot of times it's like we keep making these fucking compromises you know like i want to be in a room where i can say the n-word and because people are my brothers and sisters in there they don't feel a way about it or if they do feel a way about it um they understand that it's part of our cultural vernacular and they don't need to like break it down you know like let me tell you what's wrong with that word brother if i can't say it why should you you know i don't have to have those talks or um i don't have to deal with your hurt feelings every time i say something that that you might feel is uh, politically incorrect or something that's foreign to you yeah nobody's worried about touching somebody's hair without permission nobody's uh you know and there's still like different stuff within black spears but it's just one layer off of just comfortableness you know right and it's like you say it's a constantly compromise because the thing is white people in america don't have to compromise a goddamn thing everybody Mm -hmm. else has to compromise you have to compromise or else you won't function in this white ass world yeah there's certain spaces where it's for black women and uh the energy of a man can kind of ruin or change the space and i i'm i try to be aware of that as a man you know where it's like oh this thing is for these sisters they're working on this thing they're doing that cool let me get out of y'all's hair y'all do your thing you know holler at me if you need me but i'm gonna be way over here kicking it you know i don't need to be up in the spot trying to put my opinion in there whatever and honestly i feel bad when people are uncomfortable around me you know for any reason so um yeah i I completely understand um you know that feeling that you know karen was talking about on the jamaica trip you know yeah and it's also one of the things where um like i said when it comes to white women individually it's a whole thing as a collective it's another group and for most uh black women you ran into the 53 percent more than you ran into the regular ass white woman that's trying to mind her fucking business that's actually you know fighting for your rights and care and love everybody those people exist and we know they exist but 99.9 percent of white women you run into think they're that but they're not because the second you say something to offend them is oh my god or how dare you and you're like i, I don't want to deal with that a lot of times just looking at you without knowing you we don't know and because well, we not, don't know we have to adjust they're not black it's just right. it is what it is it's not it's not even a matter see the thing is we always end up having to explain this shit but like white people absolutely know what we're talking about mm-hmm because that's the entire reason the republican party exists right you know it's the entire reason that people vote for trump it's the entire reason not all like it's that it's the reason that white people can feel comfortable saying shit like just because you vote for trump doesn't make you a racist come on but they feel comfortable saying that because you side with racism while not feeling like you're 
uh actively promoting racism like i don't have a clan rope i don't call anybody nigger i don't uh support um you know violence towards anyone you know that's what you say but then at the same time you're over there because you feel comfortable you don't have to do too much code switching you have to worry about who's listening you know you know like there's a like whiteness has been doing that in america forever you know Mm -hmm. like it is what it is and and maleness it's what it's the reason men say shit like locker room talk and locker room talk is a bunch of like rape culture shit you know because there's no women in that room the problem is when you are the majority or you have the majority of power or you have like privilege when you group up it's different it is and it's never it's never good for everybody when people of privilege have unchecked spaces where they can congregate it it always ends up badly for everybody outside that space because that's what privilege does it's like how do we insulate each other how do we convince each other we're right and high five and say everything is you know and and it's the constant struggle you know so but yeah that i can definitely understand um feeling uncomfortable too because you were in a situation where you know that you're this rarely happens and for us that's a daily occurrence i can go to the post office and be the only black person there i can go to a certain restaurant i'm the only black person in there i go you know it just happens i always notice it yeah even when we go out to eat we immediately notice if we don't have niggas in there yeah i always notice it you know and i i do worry a lot uh especially as of late i worry about you know who's watching me and deciding that uh sitting in my car while being a black person is something that 911 should know about you know it's just something i think about all the time so yeah and i mean the difference is you can be in this group of black people and no one's gonna call the police on you you know anyway the night at the schomburg totally reinforced how important the truly beautiful safe gathering spaces are is uh space is for harlem community i don't expect you to play this as it is five plus minutes but there's a youtube link about it you can put in show notes if you decide um yeah I, I don't know let me see what this is sorry i had clicked this before it wasn't uh um I, i'll get to that so uh when it loads mm-hmm. so if hopefully when you get up here i hope you will consider a visit to the schomburg it is truly a special place um but back to the show Woo, sorry i didn't mean to go for so long oh, okay <laughs> this is a link about the schomburg so all right i didn't realize it's gonna make all that noise anyway um all of the comedians destroyed of course Dominica, rod get her on media talk or on a regular podcast it was the first time i heard i saw gina yashir who was so great too and you could tell that appreciated uh they appreciated performing for a wonderful receptive audience also for the show notes if you choose here's a link to the video to talk after the comedy portion you both rule all the best well look i'm probably not gonna link it in the show notes but you can go to the website theblackoutist.com edify yourself is the episode 1731 if you're interested click on that go go to the website how are you all have not been to the website yet like go to the website click on some things look at our faces you know see the comment for yourself and um you know contribute um the poll was simple do you love yourself yes sometimes i don't know and no were the, were the answers you know i think um uh i think karen was talking about growing into loving herself mm-hmm. and and whatnot it's not an easy process particularly when the world in general even family and friends tell you that you're completely worthless well the no people zero zero people said no that's dope I'm glad to hear that me too 
51 percent said yes five percent said i don't know and 44 percent said sometimes so that that i don't know and sometimes it's kind of the same boat there so mm-hmm. it's actually pretty close it's 51 percent to 49 percent okay. i'm glad nobody said no though same i picked dr doe stats is i picked sometimes because i read this as i try and it's a process a long ass process but every inch of progress is worth uh it's fucking worth it but jesus it can take time yep mm-hmm. yeah. i feel you yeah because it's a rebuilding uh for people that had to come out you know come out of the room with all this self-confidence then i can take over the world god bless you but for a lot of us we did not get that so it's a retraining of the mind uh um it's a re it's a destroying all the things that you thought were fact and realizing that they were not fact and realizing that a lot of things you were taught as a child was false and wrong and realizing that a lot of the things that you grew up with was uh detrimental to you uh becoming an adult you know and a lot of times so many people get to that point and they panic and the fear overtakes them because you look at that shit and that means your ass got to fucking change and you don't want to so a lot of people go fuck it i'll just keep saying uh bitches ain't shit but holes and tricks lick my balls and suck my dick you know and all i'll keep saying that all men ain't shit you know uh type of type of thing and i know that's a lyric to a song but i'm just saying like a lot of dudes have a lot of harsh uh attitudes and they're just angry at women uh but a lot of that stuff has been taught it's been in grant like 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 this your hatred for women didn't come out of nowhere <laughs> it didn't come out of the sky you know and you have to unlearn shit uh for everybody if you want to be a better person but a lot of people don't want to be better people yeah i think also like loving yourself is just uh it's hard when you know you grow up and especially as a black person you're just kind of not really solidified in a lot of cases as black children specifically our formative years like it's a lot of trauma there for most of us um from each other from society from schools and teachers police all kinds of shit and then people just expect you to just magically one day like i don't know hit a certain age and just be this confident person that believes they can do anything and to start your own business and do the and there's like a lot of i don't think i can do this i don't know if i can do this what's so special about me you know i still have those moments um even doing what i'm doing for a living and shit i still have those moments where i'm like who the fuck wants to hear what i have to say is the 73rd person to talk about this topic you know so um and then there's certain people that i feel like if, if they at least make it seem that they never even have those questions like there's there's people where you don't even ask for their fucking opinion they can't wait to like hop over you and give it to you you know whether you want it or not that level of confidence you know one of the ways i navigate kind of my the internet is i let i leave i leave a lot of people to to their own devices you know like Mm -hmm. if if i see you on on your page or your twitter or something saying like i like this movie i don't feel like and this is an opportunity for me to interject my opinion about the movie you know we unless we're friends already right you know, i'm just like oh yeah that's what that person thinks who the fuck am i you know and when i give an opinion i don't expect people to hop on me at my back about it or whatever because for the most part i'm just giving my opinion i'm not special or whatever you know but uh i think some of that is also just kind of leftover shit from being like i'm not that special i'm nobody i'm just a person uh 
you know i'm replaceable kind of this this that feeling that you have or at least i have sometimes and i think you know you have to grow into that assuredness and it takes time and it takes a lot of finding the value in yourself and it takes a lot of uh being like uh reflective like and and looking at gratitude and absorbing the stuff around you and the energy that people put in because a lot of times people will tell you stuff but if it, you don't accept it as true if you don't absorb it uh then it doesn't stick and especially when i find that you know when I, I observe myself and i realize oh i believe the bad things about me so much faster than the good shit which is fucked up it's human nature almost you know so like if i have a friend who uh has a problem or we have an argument or somebody's like always saying something like passive aggressive or something to me that shit sticks but if they're but at the same time if i have people around me they're like i love you you're so great you're so awesome those things will roll off my back sometimes and so i have to start hold you know i've made a conscious decision like i'm gonna hold on to those things as hard as i hold on to that negative shit and then eventually i'm gonna hold on to those things and learn to let some of the negative shit go right because it's not always constructive it's not always from a good place and a lot of times those people have a bunch of fucking problems of their own and they just go around saying a bunch of negative shit about everybody correct so correct and also particularly for um brown people not only when it comes to loving yourself it's hard enough to just love yourself regardless but then you love you have to learn how to love yourself and then truth be told you have to deal with the with racism and that's on top of trying to love yourself loving yourself uh wrapped around racism and how racism affects you and how it affects you loving yourself and and trying to break down those walls and those barriers and that's a whole nother level on to itself which almost like like a double like a double hit for black people because you go okay i love myself okay shit now you know how can i love myself through the midst of racism through through, through the midst of of all these other factors that on on top of me just trying to love myself just for being a human being well also some of this stuff about intersectionality and being woke and all this stuff you learn about your own privileges you learn about your Mm -hmm. own um your own things that you're just not up on and how it's always a process and you know and especially the social media aspect of it with the way people hide behind a lot of this stuff to be like rude to people to be mean to people and then they have their own issues and shit but it like you have to i have to be careful the way i navigate it because i don't one i don't want to be one of these negative people that are like i'm black so i can call you and talk to you any fucking way i want to i don't want to be like that Mm -mm. um but then two um the when people do it to me it'll stick to me sometimes where i'm like wow really like you think this this and this and okay and you're having this consciousness of well i'm inadequate in this area i don't know enough about this thing and meanwhile everybody's inadequate in certain areas Mm -hmm. everybody's learning something right you're just the goal is just to kind of be the better than you were yesterday better than you were a minute ago you know um but people really like to see folks get stuck right i think one it gives us a a sense of superiority and two it makes um it it it, it gives people a place to funnel energy into to point out how other people aren't perfect or they don't have something right but for me i do it to myself so i'm already on some like okay could i say this better could i've done that better was i was this joke okay was this uh 
thing that i thought was this a valid way to think you know i'm checking myself all the time on certain shit um and you know sometimes it can be detrimental because you're not really existing anymore and i don't want to be a person like there's a fine line between being yourself and these motherfuckers that are just always on brand right i don't even really know you i just know your brand you're always on point with everything but it's always like this filtered shit and i'm like oh you're not even a fucking human being i don't know you like i can't name a detail about you other than you knew to say the right thing at this time and you knew this reference and this thing and so i i think that is a huge part of uh um in at least the changes in my life of of what loving yourself has become to mean uh that didn't exist 15 years ago you know like these are just things i just would have been like oh well i think this certain way and i just kind of keep it to myself or i talk to my friends about it now with social media it's like you're talking to everybody all the time right you know anyway uh that was a big tangent uh next episode was racist slip ups may says oh my goodness the skit about the republican party leader who killed his puppy took me clean out with rod as the ridiculous god and karen as the unmoved follower and when karen (laughs) said how do i disconnect this line i screamed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> any chance rod chadwick bozeman and ridiculous guy can make a guest appearance on future podcasts and provide much needed direction now heathen lives i don't know next time somebody says god made them do something ridiculous maybe uh try not to force it too much uh but uh yeah you know i do my limited impressions when i can <laughs> uh the poll was have you ever had a racist slip up at work yes or no karen Mm, not out loud like i've been sitting at my desk and and just something happens and i'm like okay and then i'm like oh did i say that out loud but other than that no i mean that would be a racist slip up if you uh not loud enough for nobody here because i don't speak above two decibels at work anyway hmm. i personally have never had a racist slip up at work i don't even know and the, the most mine is nigger that's you know that's not really racist though we are black yeah but you're in a working environment so that's, that's inappropriate for work that's not the same thing as being racist that's true racist slip up like that white woman called that dude a nigger and told him to get oh, out oh well then that no was... i've i've never had that before oh, okay and never 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 the most i say if somebody you know you be like nigga that's about max for me well 94 percent of our audience is no like me and you six percent is yes i wish the motherfuckers would take the time out to leave a comment on why uh rockstar says i need to hear some of y'all stories of people who have had racist slip-ups at work don't be ashamed now Mm-hmm. this is a judgment-free zone which means you don't have to pay for the judgment we give it to you for free because mm-hmm. i'm a judge i want to know what y'all was racist about i know some of y'all black people was racist too like colloquially i, I hate when people say black people can't be racist i'm like mm, they can yeah they yeah. can in one way yeah they, they might can, not be able to systemically yeah. fucking da 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 right but, people want to be on so on definition but right. no y'all some of y'all hate white people not i'm not even just talking about white people that that's on you i'm talking about i've seen black people that's just racist like to mexican people or something or i've seen that too chinese people Pe- like they just right. pick a group yes. some shit sometimes they be racist to other black people correct like, black people can absolutely be racist in the colloquial sense but everybody likes to get all fucking websters when it comes to that shit they know exactly what people come mean on, come on yeah like, they do man this black dude was racist to me you be like 
uh for, well technically he like, could be unbiased you know all that other bullshit right. no 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 technically i mean mm-hmm. he can't be racist because you need no. power and you need systemic mm-hmm. prejudice and mm-hmm. i'm like you can call him prejudice i'm like nigga that ain't much better but you know what he meant when he was racist he said chad get your pencil neck white ass out of my face for i slap it honky because mm-hmm. you know yeah. that's how they think we talk but with the point being mm-hmm. like you know he was picking on uh her her hand them and saying all kinds of uh his spanish incorrectly on purpose trying yeah, to pick. I, had, I had a straight up racist teacher one time i was telling justin about this on a pregame the other day i was in i went to hbcu and he was racist against this white girl in my class there was white people in the class i never went to class really i went like once a week so i was to go three times a week and the class was half-assed like the the class he was just show a movie mm-hmm. for like two or three two or three classes in a row he'd just be showing like bamboozled by spike lee mm-hmm. and um one, i take that same class the year after you yep yeah I, one time i went in class and um you know i just happened to i was so lucky in this class i just happened to always show up the day they had the pop quiz i don't know if he just liked me and kept doing pop quizzes only when i was there or what ah! i don't know but i that's how i kept my grade up i show up it'd be pop quiz i show up it's test day i show up you know like that but i'm only showing up like once a week or so and then uh i was in class one one time and this white woman next to me was like um look i hate to bother you and she was a commuter so you know that means like commuters are serious students they don't fuck around like right that. on campus is a whole different story but them people that's like look i got the spink ass mm-hmm. i, I a, take this seriously i got a real job so i got kids babysitting my children <laughs> come on there. anyway she looked over to me and she was like um look i i hate to bother you i'm sorry to ask you this but what'd you get on the last test or whatever i was like uh yeah i got a uh b or whatever and she was like oh okay all right and then she was like uh and then we it was getting our midterm grades at the time and uh she's like what are you getting in this class for just you know midterm if you don't mind me asking i was like i think it was a b plus or something like that and she was like a b plus like yeah i was like why she was baffled she was like because i am no offense i'm here every day and you're like never here i was like i know it's crazy to me too she was like i'm getting a d and i was like you getting a d wow i'm like how is it possible for you to get get a d D? this class is the easiest class i ever taken in my life every day and if you i don't even watch the movies and i come in and know the answer to the it's, it's what did it mean when the white people said blah 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 i'll be like i'm gonna make something up i know spike lee movies let me guess the white people was racist come on um but yeah she was struggling dog and i was like um yeah that's too bad and then she was like well after the class i'm gonna talk to him about it and you know i'm gonna you know i'm sorry but i'm gonna tell him you know that it's not fair that he's giving you good grades and me a bad grade two things one um this old stubborn black man it was no fucking way he was about to give her change her grade like straight up because she was talking about going to the dean and shit but them he was an old black man with tenure Mm-mm. who gave no fucks he had a, a, a walking like assistant for years he had a walking assistant because he could at see. all times because he yeah he was like legally blind and shit um this old black man was like i live my life to get to this point where i give <laughs> white people d's so number one there ain't nothing you can do about it yeah that was number one number two that was when i realized how insidious racism was 
and that racism isn't about the inherent evilness of whiteness Mm-mm. or the inherent goodness and virtualness virtuousness of marginalized people what racism and all the other isms is really about is the people that are comfortable and that's what i became in that moment because i said i'm not confronting him for shit i got my b plus what is the problem i know you 18 19 years old i became right. i became a white woman you of 53%. color i became a white woman of color so fast in my motherfucking listen i yeah i was like 18 maybe 19 right young right man this uh, this older white woman was like yeah we go out there and talk to them together i'm like for we what, ain't sis? going together what the, who is we what you mean long range this ain't ain't no we boo you need to go out there and fight for your grade man she went up there to confront him man she looked back at me man i was packing my shit up walking out the door like well see you next week all right and uh then i stopped sitting next to her in class because i was like this motherfucker trying to start the revolution like <laughs> like i'm gonna go to the dean of a minute we can talk to the dean i was, I was like, like you go ahead good luck there good luck ma'am you're right may your crusade work and then that's when i realized how racism works mm-hmm. that was i was only 19 but then i realized like oh i've been looking at racism all wrong i've been thinking it's like a spike lee movie where all mm-hmm. the, the white people are sitting around like it's, niggers and jews i fucking hate them but it's not that it's it's subtle yeah it's it's well i got a name you know that's that's racism that racism is <laughs> i don't know why the negroes keep getting bad grades but uh i'm gonna take this a you know uh but of course the uh you know the 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 different the main difference is at no point did i think i was superior to her no i just knew the jig was up and that i was getting the benefit of some reverse racism <laughs> that's what i knew right. and that black dude was racist he was absolutely racist against hey, that white woman um and like we looked at each other's answers and our answers were damn near the same i was like "Ooh, bitch i don't know how you ooh, no! ooh, what's ooh, happening here Ooh, i know you want to go up there and rip a hole in this man our papers look the same baby Ooh, uh d huh mm, that, that's a damn shame and you here every day too right i don't even be in here like this i know you want to just Ooh, boy oh boy anyway um anonymous writes in for episode 1733 in her own words where we read beyonce's vogue profile mm-hmm. uh this might be one of my favorite episodes of all time i oh you put the ou in there okay from across the pond i love listening to you two wax on about queen b i feel so lucky to be alive during this time of black culture renaissance everything beyonce does has cultural significance for the entire world i see her as a trailblazer burning away the dross leaving only the gold she takes such heat but here she is determined to make sure that her kids get to be full humans instead of traditionally masculine or feminine the way she spoke about healing from relationships her honesty about her battle with her body and how she feels so much more powerful now that she is older and i so identify with that she will be remembered hundreds of years from now i believe she is that important she has lessons for all of humanity if they are smart enough to listen also being the mom of a 12 year old gay daughter i really appreciate your lgbtq news i really felt for that kid who got kicked out of the house because he was gay so glad that folks came through for him to help him pay for college my daughter struggles with similar shit her dad is a fundamentalist catholic more conservative by day and we left him because the damage he was doing to her psyche was deep and maybe irreparable yo first of all oh i'm so glad and it's so fortunate she has a parent that is willing to fight for her like that mm-hmm. and to be like let, let me get you away from this motherfucker because a lot of kids don't have that and mm-hmm. the parents are kind of like 
a unit even if they're not a unit to where it's like well you know just do what daddy say i know it's not i know you you know it's, it's just difficult but this is what he believes like to be able to be like nah fuck that shit you don't need to be damaged by this person because of his hang-ups you know uh and it's also wild too because like all the you know obviously human beings are not static creatures right like maybe you walk into a marriage and you're more religious than when you walk out or when you you know as time goes on but it's so wild that people are still that strict about their religious doctrine but even take a chance having kids like why are you even taking the like why are you spending the russian roulette of having kids because you're not gonna love or really appreciate your kid unless they come out the exact way you want them to right just keep your ball juice to yourself then man come on like like why why set some person up to be damaged by you like that it's so fucked up anyway i love singing do you want a funk song with you guys it just gives me life even though most of the lgbtq news is about how much oppression they have to deal with yeah mm-hmm. yeah sad news. i feel like this show is that <laughs> don't it feel like our show is just good times but we just happen to be funny correct like, and, pl- like and, I, and play some happy music some upbeat music sometimes i just look at the articles and be like this bad that's bad this sucks but 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 at the end of you go well we did laugh yeah i'm like oh we had a good show today what right? we talking about Ooh, we had a good time what i'm doing the show notes i'm like oh it was a good show what you talking about oh yeah that person that got burned up at the school live and then there was that cross burning and um she killed mm, her husband with a sword mm, you know the black on black crime article Mm. uh, a lot of people a lot of men abusing power and being sexual assaulters and shit Mm -hmm. yep good episode though Uh, i had i had a great time funny as shit all right woo you were funny nigga anyway i love singing the do you on phone under the oh great show thanks so much for the important work you do love you thank you thank you love you too and like i said dope that you have um you know that you can have your kids back like that oh book Bay says thank you for sharing the beyonce story of her pregnancy and intergenerational trauma yeah what's funny is i was just gonna read the highlights of it and then i was like fuck it let's just read the whole thing i mm-hmm. I, I love hearing or seeing or reading beyonce talk mm-hmm. and i really think she's a genius and i think she's ahead of her time and i think she's um a person that uh yeah people won't really appreciate the way she managed managed her image Mm-mm. and took control singular control of her image in a way that uh was almost revolutionary for a black woman especially a black woman that is that popular you know because we've seen like a kim kardashian do that shit but a lot of shit seeps through the crack with her and then she sells the drama of her life on the tv show and stuff like that you know but still she's still a mogul and everything i'm not this is not a admonishing right. her just saying it's different correct like beyonce don't really even sell drama it's like you can't see my kids nigga what get out of my no stay away from my house right get away from my husband right if you want to know how i feel about something buy the next album take some long distance pictures from the fucking my yacht that's fine but don't be fucking trying to touch me and shit and and yeah she does i'm not doing interviews i'll tell you how i feel through my music or through the products that i put out right it's amazing anyway um as a woman who suffers from infertility and had three miscarriages and still and a stillbirth before i gave uh birth to my biological daughter at age 35 i was on bed rest for six months had blood clotting issues which require self-administered shots of blood thinner gestational diabetes and a short cervix premature birth was always a danger yeah birth sounds so fucking dangerous 
it just is. in general before you get to the racism it is and uh a lot of women will tell you depend on a woman that uh giving birth is the closest thing to death without dying yeah it just sounds horrible um and as with all a lot of medical shit you don't even as a man and i'm I'm probably women too in this case you don't even know all the complications and things that can go wrong until you're like in it right oh now that you're pregnant um you have a short cervix i did not know that was a problem right you know now (laughs) now that you're pregnant you know it's a special type of diabetes that you can only get when you pregnant right what right one of my girlfriends told me that i was like you got diabetes i didn't know she's like no you can only get it when you're pregnant i was like what is this yeah you just like it's like they just walk into the room and they could be making shit up and you'll never fucking know because like oh you're pregnant okay we're gonna have to test for smurf herpes um first like smurf what the fuck is that and and oh it's only when you're pregnant in certain states you just get you might get we're just it's just a test it's nothing to be worried about right and what they don't tell you uh think pretty smart about a good thing the hormonal changes your body goes through right is is traumatic you know your body because your body expands your organs actually move which i i know this might sound stupid but literally your organs move yeah they have to i mean something's inside of you growing right right it's gonna move i mean just displacement is going to happen right and then that stuff has to get back in place and then for your hormones you get pumped or your your body um has a high hormonal um your hormones are high and so then all of a sudden your sm- your your smell goes up your taste goes up your touch goes up all of a sudden you're extra super sensitive all of a yeah sudden- I, like well see that stuff i think is kind of publicized like the hormonal changes that women go through and all that stuff it might not be quote-unquote tolerated or empathized with by a lot of people but it is known like oh she's pregnant or you know well you're gonna cry you're gonna do this you're gonna want pickles and shit like that right but i mean it's stuff like you know beyonce talking about a c-section and they have to take her organs part of her organs out to do to get do the c-section correct that's just something that probably happens a lot motherfuckers don't know about it and we don't really talk about it no they don't talk about how your hair falls out how your skin changes and one of the biggest thing which i didn't know until i talked to a lot of women after you give birth you, your memory isn't the same like uh a lot of people said that they didn't know that and you know they were saying that like you forget for a while your memory comes back but you know your body's going through such a traumatic change what do you mean your memory isn't the same what your you memory forget? isn't the same like uh one of my coworkers, she was saying like uh when she was out um uh pregnant uh when she was pregnant her supervisor was like well yeah adrian she's gonna have a baby they was like when she comes back they was like give her some time to readjust to the working environment and she was like i didn't believe it she said but when i came back she said i just couldn't remember certain things and mm. it took me a while for my memory to, and i've heard this from several different women i, be, I, I believe you i i just hadn't heard it. like i said these are just things that i hadn't heard of right me either till i started talking to women a lot of women said they begin to be foggy and a lot of times a lot of women think you know they go to their doctor think oh my god i can't remember anything you know or, or, or the simplest things it's hard for me to comprehend but your body went through something traumatic and you literally are pouring everything out so it takes your body time to readjust so you know little things like that yeah your memory loss uh hair loss Mm -hmm. you know discoloration of skin like it's a lot of stuff and it's just they got words for it and shit and you know here she is one of the most famous black women on the planet and just like serena talking about the ordeal she went through right uh it was an ordeal i had just gotten over post the post adoption part of depression 
i had my first daughter who was barely a year and a half when i got pregnant my husband at the time had to carry the weight of the entire household it's crucial for women to be to honestly share how difficult a pregnancy delivery and postpartum can be to both men and women there's pain blood fighting crying and two new persons to care for the baby and your new post baby self blase remarks um like women been having babies for millions of years or berating women for breastfeeding formula feeding or having a nanny has to stop there's nothing easy about getting pregnant or giving birth i'm about to cry y'all y'all touch something in me i feel you mm-hmm. yeah it, it ain't no joke it's it, it, it is one of the things and and it's amazing uh when you talk about strength strength can comes in a lot of different ways but for some reason in our just because of patriarchy, people look at strength as being able to lift and pick up some shit. But I'm telling you right now, it's not not a Ray man that would ever want to be pregnant in the day of his fucking life. And if he could, all the birth control would be free. And if he could, all the abortions would 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 be standard. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. I. I. I guess on that. I don't. I mean. I feel like. Um. I don't know the Venn diagram of like um because you still have like trans people that are men who still have vaginas and stuff correct so i don't know 100 percent how it folds but i but yes i'm talking would, from a straight on a cishet scale right. if if men could have babies it obviously would change the entire way we view gender yes um but you know we don't so these motherfuckers is mad comfortable being you know having opinions shit. about shit that they ain't got nothing to do with yeah. get your penis out of here your penis will never produce a baby what how are you making the rules up uh brooklyn shoe says my 13 year old came out of the closet last year i can't imagine uh, throw, anyone throwing away their child for that her biggest fear was not being accepted by her dad and me although we saw ourselves as liberal allies the hate is just so pervasive it overshadows the love yo that's the other thing mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that talk a good game until their kid is gay right they they all pro this and pro that and then their kid's gay and it's like i need a minute hold up this is a lot you know which is just fuck i don't i know i'm weird and i know i view life weirdly and kind of a hippie-ish or whatever but i legitimately don't understand how that's a thing for people when they're like i need a minute you're gay you know what i mean like what well hold on i need a chance to deal with this you know it's It's like not even about you it's not gonna what is it gonna change for me you know what i mean like okay i you're gay i i'm your parent we're not in a any romantic or sexual entanglement um it's i I just i don't know but that's just i know that's because of how i look at life and i'm the weird one i know that the average person especially when they talk about their coming out story to like friends and family it's all over the place and a lot of like but what about me not you and how am i supposed to deal with this and i know there's some wrong things to say like you're not supposed to be like oh nigga we been on you as gay or so i don't care or whatever like i know you're not supposed to do that shit but yeah part of me is almost like i'm you know like i guess i'm on some other shit because i'm just like oh that's dope cool you know glad you told me and then you know unless you like specifically need to talk to me about something right you know like just let me know what i can do to support man like that's what love's supposed to be it's not supposed to be i love you but you gotta marry a man or i love you but you gotta marry a woman i love you but you need to have children um in a cishet relationship it just shouldn't be like that but you listen to these stories and that's everybody's biggest fear is that these people that claim to love them are just gonna turn around and it's a it's a valid fear because 
how many of these nightmare stories are this person claimed to love me they said it's okay for people to be gay they seen their they seen their friends go through it right their relation they're they're uh they're they're religious but they're not a bigot blah blah blah. and then their kid come out and they're like oh that i found out my parents are bigots they don't fuck with me at all no more anyway evie says i joined the beehive late probably around the time she dropped her first visual album i've always enjoyed her music but after the self-titled album i knew she was that bitch i have been on board ever since she can do no wrong in my eyes and this interview was so inspiring i love how real she was i appreciate what she said about real bodies and not obsessing over losing her baby weight though i'm still trying to lose baby weight even though my kids are my kid is eight lol the surprise well see that's the other thing you ain't really got um like beyonce one that's her lane right 100 percent. that's what like she's a, a workaholic in that whole mm-hmm. lane two she gonna get the best trainers the best dietitians mm-hmm. she her work ethic and time that she has to work on her body and herself is you know she's gonna be able to dedicate uh like if she says okay three months i want to do x y and z she gonna lay her schedule out and it's gonna be like the biggest loser like every day you get up at this time we exercising at this time you eating this at this time like it's gonna be laid out right she can do that and one of the fucked up things about how we look at motherhood with especially you know just for women and shit we expect women to do everything beyonce did with her body and hold out a full-time job and be raising her kids and cook and clean and take care of her man if she has one or if she doesn't have one take care of the whole house you know and then and and you need to also pop and snap back into shape like it's kind of it's fucked up like it's not an unreasonable thing for someone to put a whole human being inside of them carry it to term and then be like yeah my body's gonna be changed forever now and i might not look the same as i did it one of the worst things i've ever heard men say and they say it so casually and it's so fucked up and when you like it's so fucked up and commonplace that it's almost like not even worth challenging them but I, i mean i have challenged dudes who say this shit but when they're like well my wife you know she better never get over x amount of weight and she was i mean i married you looking like this you better look like that and i'm like are y'all gonna have kids yeah well after she had kids she got to do well she better get on the treadmill or something i'm like well what the fuck are you bringing in this relationship what you gonna be doing while she on the treadmill hmm like you gonna what you gonna be doing to make her life easier so she can get treadmill time out of the fucking thin sky air while while having a baby and a job what the fuck you supposed to do right and you got all these demands and you looking like well nigga you ain't got no six-pack what are we talking about here but even if you did look what your life is different right like you're in you're able to get that because you're supported at home so if you want to hit the gym every day you're hitting the gym every day because somebody's cooking for you somebody's cleaning for you somebody's taking care of your fucking kid you're not in an equal situation like it's just fucked up i hate when i hear dudes say that shit it sounds like having a slave come on and then you act like when a woman gets pregnant she's not supposed to gain fucking weight some women get pregnant and they do cross the 200 pound range 200 plus pound range for various different reasons also just the main thing for me is that when you when you look at the marriage rates and you see it going down and you see divorce rates climbing it's, and everybody's like it's because people change back in the day it's this no it's because women have options and the ever increasing awareness that most cishet men are not worth their time or mm-hmm. worth being in a relationship with 
it's dawning on folks it's just starting to, it's a losing proposition for so many people and there's so few men that have caught on to like how do i make it so that it's not what can i provide in this relationship that isn't just me saying i'm around bitch you better be happy my presence like you said my presence is the presence you gonna right. let a nigga know you need more than the present here's my dick let's go get to work and that's that's the, and that's the end all be all and you know it's one of those things where women go oh i can actually function i actually on the average make more money particularly black women make more money why the fuck am i putting up with your bullshit i'm out yeah so it's just this is whack um all right evie said goes on to say um uh the surprising thing about the robin givens chick is that she is also black oh we know we've talked about her before um but i guess that's the way she kids to keep writing for these type of magazines by tearing her down uh, the black women as a way to show that she's objective she's a candace owens of fashion but then again there's always someone hating from the outside of the club yeah i look i i thought it was really weird uh last year when she reported on the off the record conversation that michelle obama had with a bunch of black women and black journalists and everybody else in the room understood that they weren't supposed to really take that conversation and report on it and she was the only one who did and i was like yeah that makes sense because it's her right right and then you wonder why don't nobody invite you to shit bitch you can't keep your mouth shut yeah like i would not vouch for her um on this and i think it's kind of sad that you know people give her space and room but that's just what they do you know um it's it's it just is what it is man and i and i saw a lot of black journalists that try to like have her back during that situation i'm like yeah but But you wouldn't do it either so what are we talking about here why are you defending this like how come y'all didn't know how come y'all didn't all make the same mistake because there was other journalists in the room only one person violated protocol how come everybody didn't violate protocol like you can do the whole like well technically cool technically i feel you why wasn't everybody technically on the same shit oh people kind of understood not to um but yeah she's just kind of um she just kind of always did some shit that's all i gotta say she said uh serena williams instagram picture was like some cliche and blah 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 shit um and then you know beyonce same type of shit like she just always kind of coming for the the big names of black women out out here doing shit so um anyway good luck though you know um uh was that all of it for her yeah okay uh heavyweight says i love that she's such a polarizing figure but it always bothered me that beyonce can't win with some people no matter what she doesn't talk about something she's wrong if she does it's only for publicity and if she need as if she needs any if she gives to a cause it's for show and it's not enough i've heard people say she's an industry creation as if she hasn't exhibited the most control of her image that we've seen an artist have since prince her excellence is unprecedented and i wish i it wasn't the woke read contrarian thing to do to take shots at her yeah and also some of these motherfuckers just some bitter ass niggas mm-hmm. some bitter ass hide behind your avatar loser ass never done nothing of significance or said anything of significance that anyone would ever give a fuck about so now i'm gonna tear this woman down because it really makes me feel think about how inadequate i am in myself and that's what watching somebody that 
uh loves themselves and knows their value does to people that are insecure it fucking tears them apart you know um she ain't never really did nothing to nobody to deserve uh the, the utter disdain nothing that other you know it's just wow it's just some wild shit anyway she's great and the best and i love talking about her i really like uh what was said about reflecting on relationships and doing what needs uh doing to change the outcome and if i may not look it may not look like what others think it should one of my favorite songs by little brother i offer you on the minstrel show talks about a man's relationship with his father how ultimately affect his relationship with his wife and his son the relationships we see and experience have a way of molding us that we have to address if we want a different outcome mm-hmm. the poll was what's your favorite kendrick album because kendrick made the top uh he set a record with good kid mad city uh speaking of which good kid mad city 51 percent of y'all that's your favorite album from him the pimple butterfly got 29 percent section 80 12 percent untitled unmastered eight percent and zero percent for overly dedicated which was like you know his first major project that i became aware of him on so i could see other people being like yeah i i was not uh up on that so that wouldn't be my favorite and plus it's you know probably he's probably improved over the years mm-hmm. uh then we put our episode of looks back at good episode yes, 32 soul food scholar mm-hmm. um how y'all seem to like that a lot yeah we've seen a lot of comments on social media about it thank you for everybody took the time out to say that mm-hmm. um and we got two comments on the website todd mf says my queen city family i love the new format this is gonna be long but i'm gonna let the lord use me is that all right <laughs> that's all right baby go ahead and let him use you brother uh if you're coming to for the live show definitely checked out amelie's for breakfast seriously make it a mission i know y'all got it covered but i'm happy to recommend places close to uptown within walking distance and a quick uber or light rail ride for those looking for quick bites to eat while you're in town yeah there's a lot of stuff in that area we pick um if you're staying in that area um amelie's is dope i like uh toast is over there i believe mm-hmm. toast is good um i like the one off park road better but th- that toast is also good um but yeah uh, anyway let me say ruru's and babalu are my favorite spots ruru's patio on a crisp fall day is everything like i can't even perfect place for all of your white woman of color leisure <laughs> by the way that italian restaurant around the way is called stagnioni uh the wait at ruru's was long one night so my lady and i went there instead it's pricey but it's one of those really good italian spots that's zagat rated and has a chef that's amazing mm. yeah you can tell it was fancy because one <laughs> y'all ever just be by a restaurant you can tell it's fancy because of the hours right they was like look mm-mm. we we don't do certain days yeah it's like saturday we open up at 7 30 you're like oh damn y'all niggas must be packed like how the fuck y'all do that the right? food must cost a lot because you can't make it being open only four hours on a saturday nigga. right they was like we make all our money in them four hours um but yeah it, it i i'll probably check it out one day mm-hmm. um i really just get whatever the special is i got sidetracked the glass emotions though uh oh yeah in rules uh i know i tank the name of the dish but uh yeah glass case of emotions but i usually take the word empanadas without spell check anyway so i didn't feel bad what does karen say it ain't racist if it's funny I, I never cancel you queen anyway it comes with a mango salsa that is in karen's voice flame emojis yes flame emojis i've never been to babalu during brunch but they have a ton of shareables and make the guacamole at the table it's a nice touch yeah we've been 
once not during brunch and once during brunch mm-hmm. uh both times are good but i think i prefer brunch mm-hmm. i'm tapped in for the lip smacking good movement we got to get y'all to an apple orchard in this fall to settle this granny smith nonsense once and for all there are a couple of them with the within 30 to 40 minutes of charlotte they have apple cider apple donuts and all types of shit y'all hold it down thanks for all that you do todd that's thank a, you todd. that sounds like a good field trip one day baby maybe maybe i don't know sounds like outside of nature so duh we won't be out there forever mm, i don't know too close to slavery even because you're right it's gonna be on somebody's farm somewhere yep they might try to keep us that, that, that's all right that's well while you're here tasting <laughs> some apples you fit the description of some runaway slaves <laughs> would you mind picking a couple thousand mm-mm i still would like to try it i've if i don't think i have ever been to one i don't know if i did it was you no no i went to the james k poke uh thing i don't think i ever been to an apple picking farm mm-hmm and then the next uh next blackout tips episode gonna start with wait in, in the, the water, water. wait in, in the water, water. jesus they were like hell what is going on welcome to the black guys who tip oh we sure this will be tipping i tell you that we be, we can't read no articles we be out here tipping for massa we out mm-hmm. here all the way from my slaves quarters we have to do the whole show in negro spirituals in code mm-hmm. so y'all can come free us right i got these chains on give us free that's how it happens go to the apple orchard next thing you know <laughs> i don't think that's how it's gonna happen and i would like to go that's how they got them from uh that's how they got them from africa you guys want to pick some out al- some apples oh yeah sure what sounds dope we'll just get on this ship uh thanks for sharing this episode said eve i really enjoyed it it made me so hungry i was wondering if i could possibly make a request i follow you both on social media and you always post the most delicious dishes on the gram and on facebook i was wondering if when you post the pics of the food you could post what restaurants they come from because uh when i would look love looking them up to see if there are any in my area or a potential place to visit when i travel i understand if you don't want to just know that you guys are always making the sister really hungry with all that food porn you post i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not doing that but i'm gonna also give you a little bit of hope uh if you have yelp or you follow me on yelp i'm already doing it mm-hmm. i just don't want to it's just extra work to then be like because then it becomes work i'm gonna be honest with you. I, I like going out to eat with karen uh occasionally especially we can go somewhere nice or somewhere i've never been before you know kind of become a tourist in my own city right try a dish that i you know haven't tried you know something like that i love taking a picture of like oh this is so good you know but at the same time like if i had to start cataloging like what did i eat where did i eat it and then put it on all my social media feeds you know instagram facebook twitter it would kind of become into like work territory for me and that's the exact opposite of what i want to do when i'm eating those meals you know what i mean plus sometimes i don't even post the pictures till hours later or days later stuff like that but on yelp what'll happen is because i check in at a place i'll remember like oh yeah i'm gonna upload a bunch of pictures and i can just go back and be like oh we got this at this place um and you know if i remember the name i'll put the name if not i'll just put the picture up so yeah you can follow me on yelp and i'll put our yelps in the show notes uh for yes, you guys i'm on yelp too all right um the poll was do you prefer grits with sugar or butter who yes me that's the poll oh okay 
for me uh i've kind of evolved i don't know if it's evolved or changed when i was younger i used to put uh sugar in my grits but as i got older particularly as i uh, started cutting down on my sugar intake i do salt and pepper and butter now but i used to put sugar in my grits mm-hmm do you prefer your obviously butter is the only right answer you prefer your grits with sugar or butter 22 percent of y'all pick sugar and 78 percent pick butter let me tell you something about these sugar grit niggas <laughs> sugar grit people are as loud and obnoxious with the i'm special shit as niggas who don't know how to play spades both, yeah! both of these things are shameful and y'all should be ashamed and relegated to a part of the internet where you don't talk about these things okay start your own reddit form or something for the six of y'all and go talk about it there because we don't need this type of fake news in america frankly and i'm quite disturbed (laughs) i had to mute a tweet because all the special grit niggas kept showing up in my fucking (laughs) mission because i was i asked an honest question an innocent question i said if you go on a date with somebody and they start putting sugar in their grits is it okay to split the check or do you just leave and people was like yeah obviously you can split the check or leave either one of those is the right answer and a bunch of sugar grit people was like ah no that's the uh, i would marry them because that's the only way to eat grits and i'm like why are you acting like you're not one percent of the nation like there ain't no big ass contingent of sugar grit people it's a small little group of loud motherfuckers that are like i'm so great i eat sugar in my grits <laughs> there's a couple of y'all you ain't, don't be proud of that yeah start your own dating site y'all date each other stay out of the dating pool sugargrits.com yeah uh eve says people put sugar in their grits voted for trump agreed no miss <laughs> crystal says uh where's the option for both how about those who want both of them girl ain't nobody got time for no lies <laughs> should have get off the pot rockstar says i'm gonna eat keep it short and sweet grits with sugar for kids and white folks step your grit game up people hashtag team butter salt and pepper mm-hmm. thank you Falcon Steve says, growing up, my grandmother used to put sugar on my grits and, to get me to eat them. But then again, she would put sugar in anything to appease me. In my, in my milk, in my rice. <laughs> that, that was because I was like Troy from Crooklyn back then. I fell asleep in the kitchen many a night because I refused to eat certain things, but I digress. Now that I'm grown, I wouldn't dare put sugar on my grits, but I do enjoy a good bowl of cream of wheat in the winter. Yeah, one of the things I found interesting about, uh, about that when I was a kid, uh my grandma would put like salmon in the grits or um like uh she would but she would put other stuff in the grits because i hated grits when i was a kid not because i hated grits as like the entity i would eat my grits (laughs) it's funny thinking about because it was like a thing and that like they would make fun of me it was funny because i was like definitely afraid of this shit uh it's uh, so stupid as a kid anyway uh they and it, my grandma would make grits and i would eat the grits as long as they were hot but as soon as they got cold it kind of congealed a little bit at the bottom of the bowl i've i have never seen anything as gross in my fucking life i'll be like i'm not eating these and my grandma would be like boy that's the same grits just fucking eat the grits <laughs> right I'm they like, just got cold i'm like no the grit i don't want to eat whatever the fuck this shit has become <laughs> this is jello now 
she like no it's grits and then sometimes she would put a little water in there right and like stir it up and this is kind of before microwaves but she she would like stir it up and give it back to me and i'm eating the grits again like oh these grits are so delicious and so good and this what you put some salmon in this and then it get cold and i'm like oh ah! and like it would bother me so bad like my uncles and stuff would like pull the grits out the bowl and show the like the part at the bottom the you know and they'd be like just flip it over and do this and i'd be like no oh this looks gross so i don't know why that bothered me so bad it just did honey you take you some uh they got recipes you take the grits now and get, let them get old and honey you can put like a little mold you can do a lot of fancy shit with that it's fucking delicious yeah i don't know now nah, it would never bother me now but it it bothered the hell out. i mean it was a thing in the house it was a thing like people remember people like my aunts and uncles remember me being like you don't like grits i'm like no i, I don't mind hot grits but you don't eat jello do you um i mean not i mean nobody eats jello though i, I like jello <sighs> but you go. know i like jello i don't eat it that often but i like it here we go with the lies i'm just you know what everybody knows the gimmick by now i'm not gonna do this for the 75th time but uh, uh, i how is it lies uh, do we have any jello in this house nope have we ever had any jello in this house nope right okay but you like jello i do okay i don't buy it every day no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay nobody likes jello guys <laughs> nobody has ever been eat to the jello. store like give me two jellos please when they have a dessert menu you it, when you go out to eat you know it's not on there jello because fucking adults don't eat jello kids eat jello adults are like give me some cake give me some brownies some fudge some ice cream oh, okay all everything's right. better than jello jello is literally like the weakest of the desserts like what is what is worse than jello for a dessert y'all give me what have y'all ever had anything worse than jello for dessert unless it's like maybe yes. a bad creme brulee like but if it was a chocolate cake sitting there and oh here comes the special i don't eat chocolate motherfuckers but for those who don't have some type of fucking for those who do eat chocolate and also uh other thing and jello how many of y'all picking jello over chocolate all of us picking chocolate cake all of us picking cookies all of us there's no you know why jello is some bullshit because i've never been to a jello store nigga there's never been there's cupcake stores there's cookie stores there's ice cream stores there's bakeries there is no jello shop you go out of business in three minutes <laughs> nobody want to eat that shit you know jello is so bad you know how you make jello good you put other shit in the jello that is actually good Oh, it's Jello with fruit in it. Jello shots are delicious. I can, right, but they don't have a Jello shot stop store. No, they don't. You know why Jello shots are good? Because it's fucking alcohol in them. Correct. It's like gummy bear shots. Oh, I love gummy bear shots. Yeah, because alco- you love alcohol is what you love. Yes, and I like gummy bears. I, I eat gummy bears too. I know, but you like alcohol. That's why it counts. Oh, yes. If there was a fucking <laughs> chocolate cake alcohol shot we'd all be like this is the fucking best thing i ever had in my life agreed it's bourbon and chocolate cake it's i just don't i just don't come for these lies that's all that's all i take it very seriously all right we had some uh people leave comments we had some people leave comments yeah cannabis jello i see that in the chat right oh i never heard of that you put i don't know if they have it i'm just saying okay if i gotta put weed in the jello guess what I, it's not really the jello that's selling the jello is it? it's not the jello 
the jello aisle be full of shit every time you've never walked by the jello aisle and been like where the fuck is but it's all the jello are y'all out of jello yeah we fresh out pudding but that's different than jello jello yeah it's not the same as jello right talking about jello right Mm -hmm. i covered my bases because i speak the truth Golda Simpson uh, writes in uh oops I didn't mean to say your last name my bad Golda writes in Triggerish the episode is so on point well all your episodes are just over the weekend my partner asked if my kids met any of my past lovers he was trying to be low key judgy of course so I had to explain to him that as a woman I introduced men to my family not because he may be the one but because I need to be safe in the event that something happens that uh they need to know who to look for come on too many times guys turn into creeps and when they don't get their way love your podcast go to thank you go to thank you and absolutely agreed uh, i think if a if as men cis men or whatever if we knew how much shit women do for their own safety we would definitely chill the fuck out you were like why would we date us right and we do know because men are scared of men more than anything else yes they are um by the way i just want y'all to know i'm watching a show called random acts of, of flyness it comes on hbo friday nights it's almost like a black uh it's almost like a black adult swimish type show but it's just about black shit the first episode was was cool and i was like i hope i hope it can keep this pace up and then i watched some of the second episode yeah this show is really fucking good um and it seems like a bunch of non sequitur type of skits almost but it's about black shit and it's so real there was like they the one i'm watching now they start off the show kind of talking about street harassment it's kind of from uh this woman's perspective of uh walking down the street and dealing with street harassment and shit there's a video game she plays you have to shoot down all the street harassers um and then there's a scene after that where black men are complimenting other black men who appear to be like cishead black men walking down the street and you know at first you almost feel like it's that homophobic thing of and it's not it's using the homophobia innately in somebody to make them uncomfortable to be like well if men started talking about look at your jeans how would you feel and it's one of the few ways to make straight men be like oh yeah i guess that is fucked up very 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 rarely will it happen um but anyway it starts off where you think it's gonna be like that and then the twist is like they actually are complimenting each other they're accepting the compliments they're not it's not even in some like uh and now we're gonna be gay or we're we're boyfriend girlfriend i mean boyfriend boyfriend or anything like that they all meet and at this corner and then everybody group hugs each other and it's just kind of like uh watching cishet black men like love each other touch each other all this shit it's just it's such a complicated show but it's so fucking provocative and good like it's just something i've never seen before they last week's episode they talked about racism stuff i think it's called blackface and they would have these like black people and the camera would kind of like be a very close-up shot of their faces and it would just be like show like you know be a maybe a father and son or mother and family or be people by themselves and just be like blackface next picture blackface next picture blackface next picture blackface and then they show like you know somebody with actual blackface makeup on mm-hmm. and they be like not blackface and they back to blackface blackface like all different shades kinds colors creed 
or gender orientation and stuff of black then they had this thing on there called uh last week was about um sexuality as black people and what it like they had like a, a show about like a little mini sh- show set up about about it it was so dope it was about police violence in the first episode and it could be a little quote-unquote triggerish for people um who um you know don't want to see any level of like police brutality or something like that mm-hmm. but then like they use that imagery a little bit and then it culminates in this the guy who's like the main character of the show is having an interaction with the police and you're and he's filming it with his phone and it's getting to be kind of you know a lot of animosity is starting to build up and tension is building up and then like it ends with him flying off like and he's still holding the phone so you're seeing it from the phone perspective but like he literally leaves the ground and flies off like fucking superman you're like what did i just watch <laughs> like like it's just, I, I don't know I, I i it's like i'm recommending it but I don't, I, I don't know the best way to recommend it but i really fucking liked it um and i think even the one they did the, the, that i'm watching today they had a whole thing about trans femininity and so like it's like it's a black show that isn't um running away from the intersectionality of blackness it's not running and it's not trying to do like the the machismo or the performance performative like toxic masculinity shit of blackness mm-hmm. it's just and it's but it's also not very preachy so like I, it's just it's just an like experience man I, I really can't recommend it highly enough so all right back to your emails uh kiana writes in if your lips ain't smacking i said it before but it bears repeating y'all some inspirational ass niggas (laughs) thank you i've been meaning to upgrade to the premium and after hearing this episode of lip smacking good i need to get on that immediately i love everything about this segment a few years ago me and my boyfriend talked about doing a food blog mainly because we're both greedy but also because we both love to cook we're from dc so we're going to call it the metro munchies oh i like that metro munchies sounds cool Mm -hmm. it was going to be all about us going from place to place eating and drinking and documenting but also recreating things that we enjoyed y'all got me thinking we need to revisit the idea when our lives settle down settle down some more yeah man do it do that shit okay also about the salad recall because of the e coli scare i heard from activists who support farmer work workers rights that a lot of these outbreaks are because of the horrible working conditions and lack of bathroom facilities a lot of farmers use the bathroom in the fields e coli oh. is a bacteria that is found in, in the intestinal tract of humans and animals so this checks out how hopefully mickey d's can work with some farms to treat their workers more ethically and respectfully damn i didn't hear i had not heard that I love the conversation with the soul food scholar. I want him to put the barbecue oath on the tree. I would definitely wear that. <laughs> Another great guest would be Michael Twitty at Culture Soul on Twitter. Uh, yo, I have reached out to him in the past and, uh, tried to see if we can get him to uh, come on the show, but I have not got a response from him yet. Uh, but, uh, well, we have reached out. Yeah. I'll, you know, this, like, what is weird with food stuff, it's actually more difficult to get the food people as, as, uh, than people think interviews and stuff because, for one, a lot of them don't necessarily come from the podcasting background, mm-hmm. so you have to worry about sound quality, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Two, a lot of them don't know if we're, like, a big deal, quote unquote, you know. And then three. Yeah, and if you're not the food network, they go, who are you? Right. And then three, they can kind of be notoriously unreliable. And I'll just leave it at that. And that's not shade to, to Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very 
i'm sure busy man at this mm-hmm. point yeah but we've had well issues known. in the past with people but um there's just been people that i mean some of your faves that we thought oh this would be a great opportunity for them to spread the word about what they do it'd be a great opportunity for our show to to link up with somebody's faves y'all get to hear them on the record give an interview and the, the brush off like sometimes last minute sometimes no notice we set aside whole weekends and shit and then just nothing no response and so it you know one of the things you have to get used to is the no because that's a soft no and it's kind of unprofessional disrespectful sometimes but you get used to people not replying to shit not realizing like this might be the thing that gets you to more ears and people start following you on twitter and start hey i heard you there which is one of the reasons we love when you guys go on social media and you tag these people and you're like yo i heard your interview i heard this appreciate you coming on the show just you know you're, you were very funny and i'm gonna check you out or whatever um uh, so thank you for everybody that takes the time out to do that because mm-hmm. that also helps us get better interviews and stuff he's a food historian i remember karen saying she got his book the cooking gene a while back i've seen him speak recently and he's awesome anyway love y'all the bits thank you thank you uh and yeah we'll keep trying we'll definitely keep trying uh eve says hi rod and karen i finished reading this whole got roaches in her crib and judging from this book and Quan mill's other titles i really have to wonder who hurt him i get the feeling that he doesn't like women very much this book was so out of pocket and fred creature was a hot ass mess that's all that all being said hell yeah i bought the follow-up book this hoe still got roaches and now rats in her crib i can't wait for the book discussion because it's going to be off the chain yeah i mean that was the other thing because people was like well why'd y'all have to do this next book by Quan?" i'm like listen we start with one author we'll see i'm not gonna turn this to the quam mill book club because that's not what it is yeah we're gonna bounce around spread it around we'll, we'll read other people that's the point of a book club not that we won't come back but we'll yeah, we may around. come back but you know it's the point of the book club is to spread it around and to get everybody get some shine right mm-hmm. um and yeah we will be discussing it and that was something that stuck out to me as well in the first few chapters was like so is he got some issues with his own baby mama is any of this autobiographical or is this like you know it's almost like that twitter nigga shit where motherfuckers be like you know these women are terrible to their children and the men just want to do right and i'm like i mean that nigga is a drug dealer too i mean he is in jail i mean he could be there for his kid if he wasn't out here selling drugs and getting locked up but hey what am i supposed to say um but we'll see you know i i i think i would take reading more of his books to truly get the vibe of that and you know also it could be just his voice as a writer Mm -hmm. everybody's voice is different yeah like he might not be like that but you know i don't know uh will says abra hashtag rod lewis abra those videos have me cracking up today man thanks for the last much much needed and much appreciated okay so you guys probably do not know what he's talking about unless you follow me on uh social media um karen you don't know what he's talking about either Mm -mm. okay all right well let me go i actually need to and i do you know i don't pay attention all right i need to actually make this on the screen uh waiting for this to load uh yeah so on my um instagram and um facebook and uh twitter um i i i told i talked about this on um ballsy sports that i was gonna go to uh after seeing ray lewis's hall of fame speech that i was gonna go to the y and uh basically do what ray lewis does and i was gonna inspire people and give speeches of my own 
Aww. and so i did that and is it showing on chat mm, yeah. mm-hmm. so i did that and um i uploaded the videos to everybody um i had my glasses and hat on and took myself very seriously this morning can't believe you didn't see this um i'm here at the ymca ready to get my ball on and save my city in the heat of this crime wave we need our young men to stop killing each other and stop pirating movies and blu-rays go to the theater and pay for it they got movie pass so that was uh here at the y. that was me walking into the y okay and then there were a couple young men in need of guidance so i talked to them um i think i left one of them out where did i put the last one I put it on facebook uh, anyway, this is my man Mo. He needed some motivation. I want you to go out there today, and I want you to play with the heart of a lion. I want you to get out there and get in their face. Concentrate, boy. I'm talking to you. I want you to get out there and show them the heart of a lion today. I want you to look him in his eyes, and I want you to say, I am the king of this court, of this YMCA, of this young men's Christian association. What the fuck is wrong with this nigga, man? I'm trying. I'm trying to motivate you. See, this is how it happened when our young black men they fall into crime because they don't come to the YMCA and take it seriously. Me and Justin been playing for years, lowering the black crime rate. And what you doing out here with these gang tattoos? Just because I got them, don't mean you need to have them. <laughs> step out there, brother. Be somebody. Woo! I want you to go out there today. So we a gang now. He had gang tattoos, can I'm trying to say these young kids. From I, I guess we're a gang, TBJ, because that's the only tattoo you got. Well, some people would say it's a gang. The black gang who tips. So. Ah, y'all a gang? Y'all a part of a gang? Didn't he know it? This one I came in the gym. Woo! Ready, baby? Ready, go? That was, that was how I came in the gym. Ah! <laughs> John, what the hell is wrong with you? I do the left step for for the Holy Ghost and the right step. You need to learn to take responsibility, young man. Oh, sorry. Now this man, we so my team, we went two and two to start today. We won one, then we lose one, then we won one, then we lose one, mm-hmm. and finally we played this team uh, twice. We had a rematch at the end, and uh, we beat them both times. The first time we beat them. And they said rematch. So I said, okay, we do a rematch. That's cool. So we did the rematch, and um, in the middle of the game, that we was down about eight points or so, and uh, this young man Jerry turned to me and was like, "You want a rematch after this?" And I said, "No." And he said, and he laughed at me. He said, "Oh, so y'all just gonna lose and leave?" I said, "No, we gonna win this game too." And he said, "Ha ha ha!" I laughed. Him and Daniel laughed it off and then uh we proceeded to whoop they monkey ass and we won that game and i hit the game winning shot from three and um jerry sat down and he started blaming his teammates it's very discouraging you know take it was it was everybody's fault but jerry's fault and i said but if you would have never said nothing to me i was ready to let y'all win because i'm trying to do something for the young kids to keep y'all off the street but because you said something i got activated and i had to make sure y'all lost but you shouldn't blame your teammates so that's what this cop was about 
You gotta take more responsibility. You can't blame everybody else for why you're losing out here. Until you believe in yourself. Like I believe in these brothers right here around the court. Like Justin. Like Daniel. Like Frank. When you believe in yourself, that's when you're gonna elevate your game to be a Hall of Fame YMCA player like me. Baltimore out. I had to put on for the city, even though that's not my city. Um, and then I had one where I talked to Justin, but I'm trying, I think I may have uploaded to Facebook. Cause like, right after we went two and two, Damon had to go cause it was almost nine and he had to do something. But Justin was about to leave too cause we had like a three game wait. And I was like, Justin, you can't give up on yourself and you can't give up on your dreams and leave, you know, cause if you leave now, how we might be able to get back on the court and get some more wins you know but when you when it's the early morning like this and you're busy you start coming up with excuses in your mind of like well i can i gotta i can go get the podcast done early i can uh get some yard work i can uh go hang out with my wife you know all you know laudable things but at the same time that ain't gonna get us no more wins that'll make you be in the car on the way home rather than you know where you need to be on the court getting us some more w's I gotta go to my Facebook page to find this. I'm sorry, guys. No problem. It's moving slow. You know how it is. Um, but yeah, I was using like hashtag Rod Lewis because I was inspired by his speech so much at the Hall of Fame <laughs> that uh, I was like, I'm gonna live my life this way too. You know, be inspirational to my city and to the black people that that live there, and give them a good example of what to do right. You know, because a lot of these people are not doing right out here. Um, yeah okay let me see that's not it that's the one i just played um and shout out to the people that listen to balls that was like i did not think you were going to do that i said i was going to do it why y'all shocked am i not a man of my word is it because i'm black Hmm? you think everything's a joke for your amusement some of this stuff is serious and like lowering the crime rate of charlotte greater metro area this is because this is a cause that i take seriously giving back to the community why because there's nothing else to do sal exactly crime is still gonna happen whether i'm around or not uh whether i'm not playing but when i'm playing crime going down why is this taking so long i don't know why it's taking so long to load even <sighs> this is now embarrassing i'm sorry guys ah facebook page is just like too many people commenting on these videos um all right let's give it some more time um but who wrote in to say this uh will will thank you appreciate you uh following me and uh my expert okay this is me trying to motivate justin to stay one more game this is the last clip that i'll play before we get out of here because we do have something else to do later on today um all right how do i make this bigger okay all right and i think it's gonna work now justin you can't leave you gotta play now by the way play one more game i know we by the way this is right after we lost the second game so we were at our lowest you know and what i did before i even talked to justin I got on my knees and I went to God first. And I said, God, how can you forsake me 
at the YMCA on the Saturday morning. I'm two and two. They don't believe I'm stepping in your honor. The only way to show your true power is to help me out and nobody else. Because I'm the most important person in this YMCA. And God answered my prayers. And after he said, you will win some games, all you got to do is get back on the court. And I said, I would do that. And I went and took that knowledge and passed it on to Justin, who was very disheartened at the time and ready to go home, feeling at his lowest. And that's when I said this to him. You can't leave. You got to play one more game. I know we just took a loss. But when Jesus took a loss, what did he do? He took three days off and he came out the cave and he came back. You have to forgive these brothers, not for what they did to you. But like that time I was allegedly accused of a murder that I did not commit. And a suit that is missing. Did I give up? No. I got back on that field. And I took a left step in my Euro step. That was for the Holy Ghost. I took a right step in my Euro step. That was for Jesus. And I took a forward step in my Euro step. And that was for James Harden. Then I took two steps to the back for the fadeaway. Because those were also for James Harden. Come on, Justin. Don't give up. That's the kind of motivation I do. You know, that's why... My team stay winning. That's why I'm a Hall of Fame YMCA player. And now y'all just, I just let y'all inside of my world for a little bit. And y'all welcome. I hope y'all all take that same motivation into y'all daily jobs, into y'all families, into y'all, y'all possible murder accusations. I hope y'all take all this stuff and use it to edify yourself, as we said last feedback show. All right. Baltimore out. Until next time. I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.